welcome back to Dum 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 Die. Like, I, I don't know if it's getting better, but it sounds like it's getting better. So I must say it's getting better. Um, an all-female, all-awesome D&D homebrew podcast set in my world of Kalandos. And the person who is saying my is me, Carla Harris. I'm the GM. And I'm surrounded by amazing women. And they are starting from Kut on my left. Hi, I'm Kut. And I play Rain. Hi, I'm Kirsten. And I play Oriole. Hi, I'm Nicole, and I play Darby. And I'm Wednesday, and I play Xantelarian. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we are going to let one of the characters recap, or you could go back and listen to it. I mean, we will wait. And welcome back. But if you haven't gone, uh, Xantelarian will give us a recap of what happened in last week's episode. Now, friends, that is a real woman. Beautiful, powerful and absolutely terrifying. Oriole could stand to learn a little bit from her. What? (laughs) She even managed to get Darby's attention. Quite a feat. He seemed to be quite taken. I saw the electricity myself. (laughs) In any case, uh, we completed our mission and we did rescue the men. Although I must say, that lady has lost out, I would have made an absolutely splendid addition to her stalagmite collection. But yes, we rescued the men and I made a rather lucrative business deal with a selenite heckler from the town. So I guess you could say we're all happy. But wait for me, my love. The gods won't keep us apart for long. And with that uh, sexy, sexy recap, filled with laughter, <laughs> as all sexy things are, <laughs> uh, was from Zatalarian, and it's exactly what happened <laughs> in last week's episode. So last week we left off with Darby and Oriel. They were in the far end of the cabin, which was assumedly where the mistress was sleeping, um, and they had found some items, whilst Rain and Zantelarian were at the entrance to the, the river cave with Simonon letting out all the men as she parted the waters. Can Zantelarian and Rain please roll perception for me? 15. 17. Okay, well, as long as you got more than five, <laughs> you <laughs> notice... Plus one perception. I've got a plus one perception. Uh, then, but you rolled 18. Oh, is that 18? 19. I didn't see that. You, you see it with crystal clarity, unlike your sheet, apparently, or your dice rolling, apparently. You see with crystal clarity that um, passing next to you now, um, on his way out, is a gnome that looks vaguely familiar to you. It looks possibly like it might have been a relative of the gnome from uh, Lysiphon, maybe. Could be. I mean... Looks very similar as far as gnomes go. I mean, wait, you gnome. The gnome pauses, and you can almost see with that kind of perception roll, you almost see from the back of his head that he turns slightly to the left and slightly to the right, almost as if maybe they'll think it's a different gnome. And he realizes there's no other gnomes, and he turns around slowly. Yes, are you Knuffin? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I have some mail here from your mother. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, no? Have you met my mother? 
Yes. Then you know. <laughs> Lovely woman, very energetic for someone her age. Oh. Here you go, take your mail. And Zantelarian whips the letter out of his um, pocket and hands it over. Um, Knuffin tries to, like, open it, but, like, sneaky, so the other men don't see that he's getting a, a note from his mom. <laughs> um, so one or two of the other men walk past and, and snicker a little bit as they look down at the gnome, and then they exit. Simonon um, is looking at everyone. Um, you know, you don't have to read that in here. You could, you know... Exit. It's hard opening the river. It's very flowy. And um, Knuffin opens the letter, reads it a little bit, and he said, Did you read this? Yes. <sighs> okay, well then we better get going. Let's go. I'll wait for you outside. And then he starts trudging with his head, spout slightly lower as he walks up the stairs and he leans back down from outside uh, from the river with some water splashing across him and he says, I'll be here. Okay, get, get your friends. She said all, all four of you are coming with. Um, are you coming with? And he looks at Simonon. She's like, <laughs> and then she manages to let a little bit of water like flow through his, so he's like, yes, are you? <coughs> as he chokes on water. <laughs> and he's like, I'll be outside. And he waits outside. Um, should we go with him, Zant? Or just leave him waiting there? I think he'll forget. So, Rain, you've been in my pockets, have you? No, he just looks so dodgy. And I just, I don't know, he just looked dodgy. I don't mind. (laughs) It ain't like that. Dobby and Oriole, what are you doing? You have just found some loot. Dobby, I think we should rock, paper, scissors for it. I just think I should take it. Did we have to lay it out to see if it was actually big enough to fit the half off? You tell me, are you going to lay it out? Yeah, we can lay it out. Um, as you start to unfold the fabric, it almost feels like it's, it's trying to slip from your fingers. Uh, almost, it almost feels like for a moment like it's running water. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it starts to unravel, uh, you sense that you've spread it from end to end. Uh, you obviously found a space in in the mini forest where it was a clearish patch. You sense that if you pulled it taut, it would stretch much further. So much further that there's enough for two or one? Uh, roll, roll perception for me. Don't fail me that one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. I mean, Dobby's not that big a half-orc, and I mean, you're not that big a half-elf. I mean, who's to say how big your bodies are, but you reckon it could, it, it could fit two people it, making something? Obviously not a cloak for each, but making something. Okay, Dobby, I think there's enough for two people here. Okay, so let me just put it in my backpack, and when we get to a tailor, we can decide what we're going to make out of it. I just think I should take it. Then take it. All for myself? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so do you pick up the cloth? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As you pick it up, it feels extremely smooth and silky and uh, cool to the touch. Just the way Darby likes it. 
good to know. <laughs> is, are you going to put it somewhere? You just uh, gonna carry it. Darby's going to put it in his um, his his bag. He does have a bag. Hmm? I don't his know. His explore, explorer's pack. Yeah, you yeah. would have a bag. Yeah. So um, as you start sh- uh, putting it in the in the bag, I assume carefully or shoveling. No, carefully. As you start putting it into the bag, it the material almost seems to drop into the center of the bag and then spread out to the edges of the bag as it sits. So if you put your hand in, you'd have to move it around to feel the fabric because it's now on the outer linings of the inside of the bag. Cool. What are you guys going to do? I think we should go. Yeah, we have to go. But I want a plant. Hold on. She like oh. digs up one of the plants in the forest and she takes it with Okay. Okay. I'll just note that roll down. You know, for funsies, just for funsies. Uh-huh. Picked up the poisonous ivy and <laughs> trying to get a rash. You, you pick up a, a, a small plant that has a, a bulb at the, at the base mm-hmm. and opens up into uh, quite, a, quite a beautiful purple flower. Cool. That's pretty. Back off, Darby. I got the flower. You have the material. Leave me alone. And she runs off. <laughs> okay, so you start running back towards me now. And Darby follows. Okay. As you round the corner, you see that it's basically just Rain and Zantelaren and Simonon, who is um, sweating quite profusely and oh, shooting the magic out of fingertips and looking at Rain and Zantelaren. And you guys like, if you could go now, that would be super great. And she goes... Up the stairs. You go up the stairs? Darby follows. Darby goes up the stairs. Okay. I guess we go up the stairs too. Rain and Zantelarian go up the stairs. As all form, you trudge up and out of the uh, the river cave and you take a few steps into the river and obviously go onto the side of the bank. You see a, a gnome waiting for you um, and he's holding a letter and he, he's got a very resigned look on his face. Um, Simonon jumps and lands next to you as the river begins flowing normally. What are you doing? Okay, now. Kanafen. Oh, yes, Mr. Kanafen. Kanafen. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mispronounce your name. Ra'an. Ra'an. Okay. Okay. She says with her eyebrow up at him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Listen, what, what did you want us all here for? You read the letter, didn't you? Everybody roll perception for me, please. Fourteen. Fourteen. Twenty. So as Rain is talking to um, Carnarvon, you guys are, are looking at Carnarvon and realizing that he's... Uh, he d- it was Oriel and Darby look at him and realize, oh, wow, this, this guy looks really like the woman in, in Lysiphon. And Zandalaren, you look at him and realize for a gnome, he's actually quite sturdily built, like quite muscular. And you notice in the background, you start in the corner of your eye, Rain, you start to see a mist beginning to form. What, Simona, what, uh, why are you misting the gnome? Um, okay, bye. Everybody roll dicks. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> this box. 
12. 10. 14. 7. <laughs> as, as you hear the voice from a mist say, okay, bye, you start to see the mist cloud moving at quite, quite a pace away from you guys. Is this Running downstream. Is this the mist cloud behind the gnome? Yeah. Well, um, so it's behind you. So you behind saw us. it out of the corner of your eye, Rain. Oh. Okay. Um, can I pull out a javelin and throw it at the mist? Everybody roll initiative <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, well. Nine. Eight. Okay, well, it doesn't look like your dice were doing much better. Nine. <laughs> so Santa's at nine. Darby is at eight. Fifteen. Oh, wow. Ariel's um, on the trigger. I'm at 19. Uh, 20. Non-natural 20. Okay. So um, as you start to see the mist cloud disappear, uh, Rain mm-hmm. lifts her javelin. <laughs> and throws it at the mist. All right. she thinks the center of the mist is. Roll to attack. 17. Your javelin sails through the air and heads into the mist cloud and do your damage. I think so. This one. Uh, it's 1d6. So it's the square, it's the normal dice. This one. Yeah. <laughs> four. Plus? Oh, you don't have a plus. Okay, so it's a four. Yeah. <laughs> as it As the javelin sails through and goes in towards the mist. It almost makes a whistling sound at the speed that you threw it at. So it's... And then as it hits the mist, it almost starts to soften that sound. And you hear... "Ah!" (laughs) As the mist starts to dissipate and you see a vaguely mist cloud and Simonon with a javelin in her back. And she's trying to stagger away. That brings it to... Oriel. She's going to run her full speed past. What's her name again? Simonon. And she's going to cast sleep. Okay. Uh, what's, what's your travel distance? Uh, my speed is 30 feet. Perfect. So you run past her. As you run past, you see she's like desperately trying to stagger, but it seems like the javelin landed. Almost in between two vertebrae. Rain. So even though there doesn't appear to be blood yet, she, she does appear to be struggling. So you turn around and cast sleep. Why was she running away? Okay, this spell sends <laughs> this spell spin. This spell sends creatures into a magical stun, slumber. Roll five d eight. The total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Creatures within twenty feet of you. Within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures. Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. The sleeper takes damage or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit points. Cool. A creature's hit points must be equal to or less to the remaining total for that creature to be affected. Okay, cool. Uh, roll your sleep. She is human, right? Sleep damage. She is? Okay. Just sure. Because otherwise it will be wasted on us. 
Well, you've cost it, so it's too late to yes. apologize. Uh, where's my thing? Where's my too thing? late. Sixteen. Twenty. Twenty-three. Uh, and where are you placing the base of your spell? From me, so I've run 30 feet and I'm concentrating it around me that should hit her. Okay. As, as far as I can calculate, no one is within that 20-foot range. Mm-hmm. As you cast it, she seems to fall flat on her face with the javelin sticking out her back. And for a brief moment on the right, in the running river, you see fish float to the top. As about <laughs> eight fish. <laughs> rise to the top of the river and float off downstream. She is asleep. Okay. That drops us out of initiative. Yes. Carnefin looks at... Uh, you ain't gonna kill her, right? No. I never harm women. Um, that might be problematic. And he looks at his letter again. And he looks at you. Oriel shouts, what are you reading? And then he shouts back, the letter that you said you... And he first looks, he's like, checks if all the other men have started <laughs> headed on their way back to town. And he, and he sees that they have, he says, the letter from my mom. What does it say? You read it. No. Only I read it. Nobody else read it. Maybe you should read it to them. <laughs> deception. Well, deception. <laughs> 16. Oh, okay, but what are you going to do about her first? And he points towards uh, Simonon. Oriel's holding rope very excitedly. <laughs> <laughs> do you still have rope? I think so. Because we were still tied to it. That's true, which you untied. Well, he is the one who bloody let go. Look, he being let's, let, let uh, past bondage experiences be past bondage experiences. <laughs> if you're interested, I think I believe that's episode three. <laughs> Hashtag just saying. Um, so, are you going to tie her up? Yes. With the javelin out her back. Can I have my javelin back? <laughs> Rain pulls out the javelin. No, Oreo pulls out the javelin and she holds it. She's like, I'm not going to throw this. Puts <laughs> it on the ground. Um, you do so. As you pulled it out of Simonon's body, you see that weirdly there's no blood seeping from, from the wound yet, which you would imagine considering the javelin went quite deep. But how closely do you look? Very. It definitely looks like there's two bones that the one part has been slightly shattered on the on the smaller bone, mm-hmm. connecting these these two bones. Um, and it looks like the tissue around it is um, extremely taut and stretched to its uh, capacity, almost as if it's trying to pull itself to together to close that gap. Okay, this is gross. <laughs> Carries on tying. <laughs> All right. Okay, I guess I guess I walk up to go fetch my javelin to go pick up my javelin. Cotton Infant goes with you, and he looks, and he's like, "Well, I mean," and he and he whispers to Ray, and he's like, "Well, I mean, you've already half done the job, so might as well." He makes gesturing <laughs> motions with the letter across his throat, like, <laughs> like killer. I don't even know what that means. 
He's like, this is the international symbol for killing. Don't do it. And then, and then he realizes maybe he raised his voice and he's like, it's, it's you know, like it's nice and nice. Pop I know what it pop. means. I'm just not going to entertain it. Read that letter to everyone else. Um, and he looks at the hole and he looks at you and he's like, ah, I see. I see. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll read this letter for a long time while she lies there with a hole in her back. Is that his way of killing her? <laughs> he starts, he looks around, triple checks the men are gone. They've all headed back to town, so as, as has begun. And he um, says, all right, uh, dear Carniferin. And he looks at you and he raises his eyebrow and he goes back. Um, yeah, and then there's some uh, uh, stuff that's just for me. Uh, okay. uh, and Oriel's going to start look, peeking over her shoulder to try and read it herself. Uh, roll perception. I, I hate this box. I love it. It's a crit fail. Hmm? It's a crit fail. Um, but as an aside, can you read Goblin? I, I have I comprehend mean, languages. Common. No, I'm sorry. I have comprehend languages. Okay. So as you peep over, you you um you you could read it, and he's holding it like the angle you're at. You could quite easily see it, but you think you started reading it, and then there was just so many platitudes and loving words from the mom that it actually blew your mind because you were like, really for this kid. <laughs> that you you don't know what else it said because it started off with like dear my loving son with the great big arms who really knows how to lift big rocks and <laughs> and and in and in gnome this is like very high flattery so yeah. you were just so absorbed by that that you actually <sighs> this it was a little okay. weird comprehending it came from his mom. spouse so if i need to cause it you must just tell me I'm going to allow that one. Okay. <laughs> Free comprehend languages. Free comprehend languages. Um, He's like, okay. Um, and then after all the stuff that's for me, for you, she said, I have sent brave adventurers. And he looks at the four of you. And he looks at uh, Simonon. And he's like, hmm. To assist you in our quest to get cousin Pia back. So... And then there's some more stuff for me. But that's the end. We're going to fetch my cousin Pia. What happened to your cousin? Look, we don't like to talk about it, but um, basically she she fell into a rough crowd with some uh, uh, deep gnomes. And, uh, you know, she's a teenager. And uh, it's, it's, there, there was one quite uh, strong-looking uh, deep gnome and... Uh, uh, you know, some words like, uh, I don't know, cult and uh, uh, um, danger and uh, rocks were mentioned. Basically, we, we just need to get her out of this bad crowd so she can, she can go back to town and, and find a nice, uh, I don't know, there's not really that many gnomes, um, uh, species of some sort and settle down. When you say teenager, is that like <laughs> oh God. 16? 
17 in human terms. Uh, what are we talking about here? He, he looks at you. He, he walks over. He um, grabs your arm and he, it's, he tries to wrap his hands around it to see how, how big your bicep is. He's like, how old do you need her to be? <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Even Wednesday is looking away. <laughs> Too Look, in, 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 gnome, in gnome culture, she's... I mean, she, she's mixed up with the deep gnomes. It's uh, uh, deep. Yeah. I Profound. mean, she, she, uh, she's old enough to know better as well. So we should go get her. Guys, we didn't sign up for this. Um, you did. She said you did. She said you read the letter. She said it was cool. So did my mom. So. Rain. Uh, Rain. Hold on. Hold on. I never said anything was cool. I just said I read the letter. Uh, Oral, can you please roll perception for me? And Rain as well. I'm rolling my other dice because my green dice is currently misbehaving. <laughs> natural like, 20. She's like, yes, take that. Nine. Um, at natural 20, you realize that the only thing stopping someone on from dying is that she was cast into slumber on her last breath. Does this girl have like one hit point? Just asking out of game. Hmm? Does this girl have like one hit point? I can't remember if she we was healed attacked, her or not. She was attacked in the cabin as well. Oh. Can we do some healing? Uh, yeah, I probably should lay a hand on her. But you don't know that. Oh, I don't know this. Sorry. Oh yeah, I know that. So kind of, but you said that we should we should go. So we're going, and I mean, I'm sure there'll be gold. There's always gold. Hold on, you hold like on, gold? hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not strong enough to carry Simonon, and her back is doing weird things. So, I want to slap her awake. Yes, do that. Hit her. I'm not taking. Things from you. I only listen to my cousin. Okay? No boy. With the really over-affectionate mom. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Nothing. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. Oh, look over there. <laughs> he doesn't look. He looks at you some more. <laughs> she cast my illusion over there. <laughs> he glances away, but it comes back. What are gnomes, like, technically afraid of? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> All the face palms. There's even a face desk. Like, I can't. Face desk. Face table. Face table. Oh, um, uh, what would my man illusion be? It would be a big ass bird. Like, <laughs> one of those, like, New York pigeons that's, like, staring at you with the evil eyes. Like, I'm going to take that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take that sandwich and you're going to do nothing about it. <laughs> kind of <laughs> pigeon staring at him. Okay. Uh, so as he glanced, he, he saw the pigeon, but he turned back to you very quickly. And as he turned back to you to give you like a very questioning look, he slowly, like he can't help it. Like his head begins to turn. And as he sees this minor illusion of, of a giant pigeon, <laughs> but like, like a tough one, of course, like yeah. a tough pigeon, he, he starts to take two steps back 
And he says, and he turns to Rain, who is the closest in height to him, and he grabs her and he says, Tell my mom I love her. <laughs> and don't let it poop me out. <laughs> as he is, his knuckles are white as he clings to your arm and he stares at the bird. And the pigeon goes, He's like, It's summoning the death knell. <laughs> the death knell. <laughs> Um, yes. Um, can, can Rain try to take the letter from him to re- actually read it this time? Uh, you do so. He, he's not paying attention to that. As long as you, uh, as long as you let him hold your arm still, he's, he's good. He, his eyes are slowly widening. It's, if somehow it's possible, he's managing to make his eyes, like his eyelids disappear almost into his hairline. <laughs> his eyes are so wide. And you think maybe even his eyes are bulging outwards from his face. Um, so as you take the letter, can you read no? I cannot, but I'm going to give it to Oriel. I can't. Oh, I can. I can. I can cast. Mm-hmm. You, no, but, uh, okay. Okay. We'll comprehend languages. <laughs> you, you give the letter to Oriel. Hold on. Oh, well, I can read this. Sneak it to Oriel. Whichever he way. doesn't notice. He is, he is just looking at the at Staring the at the pigeon. <laughs> which I assume is staring at it back with yes. one beady eye because, you know, they, can't, they can only look at you from one side, which makes <laughs> it really creepy. Yeah. Um, for the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. You also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. It takes about one minute to read one page of text. The spell doesn't decode secret messages in a text or a glyph, such as an arcane sigil that isn't part of a written language. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so as you, you start to read it, there is um, quite a lot of flattery in the beginning, which, um, I mean, even in gnome culture, like it's a bit uh, a bit much. You're actually, from the kind of flattery you read, you're surprised the, the gnome woman actually let her son move out of the town. That, you know, it's, it's odd. <laughs> And then there is the sentence about, uh, I have sent these adventurers to come and help you find Cousin Pierre. And then below that, when he said there was um, some more stuff for him, it involves some more flattery of uh, just these adventurers are really just there to bolster your strength and possibly provide distraction for some of the deep gnomes and some of the Zorns. And, um, and then she said, also, if you... If, while you're you're getting Pia, if you could get uh, a lot of those those gems, that would be great as well. P.S. Mom loves you. P.P.S. A lot. <laughs> P.P.P.S. Also, I packed you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> she might have, but Oriel ate the rations. Who knows? Yeah, Oriel always eats the rations. So uh, that's what the letter says. Uh, how long is your sleep last? Good question. Let us see. One minute. <laughs> so as as you read the last last uh, word on the thing, you hear you uh, Oriel hears uh, just a <sighs> as all the uh, air expels no. from Simonon's body. Dead. Oh dear. Um. And how long does the pigeon last? <laughs> Uh, the pigeon, I think. Oh my goodness! Hold on. 
This is what you get for casting spells, yo. Yeah, but I need to have like multiple pages open <laughs> to see all the things. Okay. One minute. <laughs> he is still looking terrified at the pigeon. What is everyone else doing? Guys, I think Simonon is dead. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's Spring all you terrain is whoops. <laughs> Why was she running away? And as, the, and as uh, he says whoops, he's like, he, uh, the pigeon disappears and he's like, I have survived another day. <laughs> and he turns to, uh, to rain as, he, as, as she says whoops and he's like, yes, whoops. <laughs> all right, are you ready to go? Sand, I don't like him. I don't like him either. Okay. I don't like you right now either, Darby. So shh. I don't like you either. <laughs> I'm going to walk with Rain. Xantelarion goes over to Simonon's dead body mm-hmm. and he turns her over and he puts her hands like on her chest, like all peaceful and stuff. Okay. As you, as you turn her over, it, it is actually quite hard because she's already started to become quite heavy. But also you feel that her body doesn't move with the relaxation of um a body that's intact so you have to move the top half and the bottom half separately to roll her over alas poor Simonon, one should never turn their back on an angry dwarven woman mm-hmm. um as you lay her, her arms across uh the chest um she she lies there she her face appears frozen in a questioning questioning look. Her eyes are open. Okay, I'm going to close her eyes. You do so. She still has a very questioning look on her face. Um, and then are there any sort of like little flowers growing by the side of the river or whatever? Yeah, I mean. I'm going can, to pick her some her. flowers and I'm going to lay it on her body. Um, and then I'm going to say... Now, however, will I find my one true love? <laughs> and um, then I'm going to put my head down and, like, do a small little sniffle. There's one tear, just one. But that rolls in slow motion. Yes. And it's beautifully a very manly tear. Yes, just one. All right. Um, as you do so, there, there, a, a slight breeze picks up and uh, wafts past everybody. Oriel rolled her eyes so hard they like she fell over. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carnivore is like looks at everyone, sees that Oriel has his letter. He snatches it back from her on the floor and he goes, "Okay, I tell you what, I'll give you half the gems as long as you stop acting weird." Okay, let's go. No. Tommy, <laughs> how's about you give us all the gems since we're doing you a favor? He, lo- he looks at and you. And we saved your life. Tommy's yeah. our negotiator. As all half orcs are. Yeah. <laughs> half orc wizards. Wizards. We studied at the school of Biuk. Biuk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Seems like a fair, fair trade. You'll help me get Pia all the way back to Lisbon. 
and I'll give you all the gems we find. Excellent. It's a deal. Let's go. Zan. <laughs> I'm with my cousin. Let's go. Okay. I guess. And it's then a he, deal. He's like, all right, well, we, we should stop back in town to get some um, supplies. And also, I, I, I want to say hi to, to the ladies. How long have we been missing? Twelve years. Uh, and no men have moved into town. Nope. Uh, he starts to smile quite widely. <laughs> so creepy. I can't. He's like, all right, well, uh, let's go. Just remember you're dealing with oldies. And he looks at you and he's like, you're right. I've never been able to tell orcs ages. How old are you? That wasn't talking about me, you genius. And then he looks at the, uh, he looks at Oriel and he looks at Rain and he's like, the ladies well, have an age they're well. experienced. And he starts walking. That was so creepy. <laughs> well, I, I wish I They haven't aged well. <laughs> and he appears not to hear you as oh, he walks, so starts walking off into the distance. <laughs> and as all four of you follow him. I follow Zant. Mm-hmm. If Zant doesn't follow, I don't follow uh, Rain waits a little bit and she turns towards Simonon and she says, I'm sorry, but why'd you try to run away? <laughs> As you say that, for a moment you thought you saw the flowers um, like move, but it was probably in the wind. Hmm. For a moment? Super split second. Um... She just goes to check just in case. And that brings us to the close of this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. And uh, please remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast, all the things. Please rate and review us uh, if you enjoyed it. And share it with all your friends, family, foes, folks, uh, fillies, and fetuses. <laughs> that took a turn but I mean you know like Mozart for babies and things are, is a thing so you know D&D for babies the, the D&D baby edition helping helping babies learn how to be murder hobos since night since 2017 um, a big thank you to the awesome people who make this show possible thank you to Tristan our sound engineer extraordinaire and to Vita makes the wonderful music Until next week, have an awesome time gaming and an awesome week. Hello and welcome back to Dum Dum Die and all of you. What? Nicole? No, no. Harmony? Okay, fine. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Take two, take two. Not so loud. Okay. Oh, wait, so then I guess it is still a bit of a pencil. Okay. Guys, don't trust Tristan. Men don't know how long things are. It's a true story. The shade. Just need to speak softer. The shade. Okay, sorry. Be intimate, guys. Like, let's have a beautiful morning Use your bedroom voices. That's not creepy at all. Um, All right. So 